0: Hi, everyone. You are listening to Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. This is my podcast to give you a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you start inspired and stay inspired really excited to be back with this week's episode because it is the kickoff for season two of Start Inspired. We are back with a new season and I am really looking forward to jumping into today's topic, which is all about healthy habits. I'm going to be sharing some of the ways that I have changed my routines and worked in healthier habits for myself over these past few months. There's also going to be segments in each podcast episode moving forward. I am going to have all four segments in today's kickoff to season two. So I'm going to have a book of the week for you, a book recommendation. We're also going to be doing the beauty word where I give you a beauty recommendation of a product that I have been loving. We'll have the word of the week for you to focus on. And then we'll also have the Sam Squad Q&A where I answer some of your questions that have come in. So if you are ready for this week's episode, why don't we go ahead and get started? Hello, everyone. Oh, oh, we are back with season two, and I am so excited to be back with the Start Inspired podcast. Thank you, everyone, for all of the love that you showed in the first season. I am thrilled to be back for season two. I have so much that I want to say this season. I already have so many episodes lined up. Uh, I have some guests to come on the show. Like I mentioned in the intro, I'm going to have different segments in the podcast as well. For this first episode back from season two, I'm gonna incorporate all four of my segments that I listed. And then going forward, I'm gonna have two each week and we'll kind of go back and forth between the two. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. You know, I mentioned in... You know several of the first episodes of Start Inspired of how much I love other podcasts and how much inspiration I can draw from others that I listen to and I look forward to downloading their podcast every single time they have a new episode come out. And I, I'm really excited and thank you to everyone who submitted your feedback for what you want to hear in these episodes and different guests that you want to have come on and be interviewed. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to this. I did know that I wanted to start off season two talking about healthy habits because it's something that I really tried to bring into effect actually around the summer of 2019. And if you guys are new to my podcast or new to me, hi. Hi. I'm Samantha March. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an author. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a beauty blogger. I'm a book blogger. I'm a dog mom. I'm a Midwest girl sitting in my office tonight in Iowa under a winter weather advisory, which is fantastic. But I love being my own boss. I've been fully self-employed for six years now, I think it is. And I've always had so many ideas and so many different things I wanted to do and so many different passions that I wanted to share with other people, and I love that this podcast is just another way for me to be able to do that, from starting a blog in 2009, from publishing books starting in 2011, going into YouTube in 2015. And then starting a podcast in 2019, it's just been the best journey. And thank you if you decided to click on this podcast or if you've been a follower or subscriber or supporter of mine for any length of time, I appreciate it so much. But I have really been trying to get into a better routine and to have healthier habits really starting in the summer of 2019 was when I could start to feel a little bit of burnout. Like I mentioned, I've worked for myself for several years now. And even when I was still in a traditional job, I used to work at a hospital. But I've, I mean, I've I've held several jobs from hotels to massage clinics to a bank teller. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that job because math is hard. But at the same time, I... Have also typically worked several jobs at once, and I feel you know, I'm always kind of flirting with burnout, and especially once I went full time into the creative outlet as a blogger, as an author, as a YouTuber, it gets you know, you can kind of toe that line a little bit too much and you really have to rely on your routine. You really have to rely on your healthy habits that you're bringing into your life to help you prevent burnout. Or if burnout does happen, how can you get out of that? And how can you still maintain a healthy lifestyle? Because that's something that I think is so important. So actually in the summer, I ran a challenge on social media where I put together kind of this healthy habits calendar and every single day I had a new challenge listed on there and I posted about it on my socials which are always linked in my show notes if you're ever curious about where to find me again my name is Samantha March a March beauty word on Instagram Samantha March on YouTube by Samantha March on Twitter But I put together this calendar with these different daily challenges, and I also uploaded a a new YouTube video every single day to go along with the challenge. And that experience and doing that and having so many people come along the challenge with me really shifted something inside of me. When I would hear feedback from people saying that you were trying to cut out certain things in your life that weren't good for you because of the challenge... You were trying to bring in certain elements into your life because of the challenge. You were doing a better job communicating with others because of the challenge. That you were able to love yourself a little bit more because of this 30-day challenge that I put together. That started a fire inside of me that I think has always been here that I think is always something that I've had a true passion and interest in is reaching other people, helping other people, connecting with other people. But doing that challenge really set me off on this course of wanting to do more, of wanting to make these goals bigger, of wanting to reach more people. I have so much planned for 2020. You know, we just entered into the new year. The last podcast episode I did was still in 2019. It was the day after Christmas, actually. But uh, So welcome to 2020. (laughs) But I have so many things in mind for the new year and so many things that I want to do. And a lot of this passion and this fire is coming from so many people that took part in that 30-day challenge and that took the time to write to me to tell me how it changed them and how it affected them. And I'm so grateful for that. I look back at those messages so often from people who were able to quit smoking, people who went back to school, people who polished off their resume because they wanted to get a job in a field that they were really passionate about people who were able to start to repair different cracks in their marriages by being able to communicate with their partners a little bit better. I've saved all of those messages. I've saved all of those emails that came in. And not only just with the challenge, but in other areas, when I speak a little bit more inspirational or motivational on my YouTube channel instead of just talking about beauty, when I open up a little bit on Instagram or on Twitter, I save all of those messages because especially sometimes when you work from home and you're by yourself and you're a little bit more isolated and you work in social media and sometimes the internet can be a very cruel place, it's so important that I have those amazing, uplifting, wonderful messages to look back on and think that I'm really reaching real people And that maybe this little Iowa girl is making a difference. And it's what gives me the motivation every day to continue to create content and write books and share my life with others. The ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the ugly and the beautiful. So I'm so thankful for that. But like I said, I wanted to go over some healthy habits and just a few ways that I've made changes in my life. Started around summertime, but even around fall, I felt even more of a shift because I'd been, you know, trying so hard to follow this this daily calendar that I had put out. But then I wanted to I, I, I just felt this this motivation to keep going and to keep doing more. And I really started to look inside myself and think what really makes me happy. What are areas in my life maybe that I'm not so pleased with? How can I change them? What What is it that I can do? And around uh, the end of September is when I got my planner, which I'll be talking about my planner a little bit more in here. But I got that. I really started to level up when it came to writing down my goals and ideas, really elevating my to-do lists, And how I wanted to achieve the different items that I wanted to achieve. And so it's been a few months since I really started to get into this mindset. And I feel pretty good to share some of the things that I've been able to learn or tweak or adjust in my life. And I thought it would make for a good first episode to come back to the Start Inspired podcast. So one thing that I really wanted when I was creating this challenge that I ran in the summer on social media the one thing that I was really trying to stress was let's make this, let's make these a habit. Let's not just have a one-off day where you eat clean or you drink a lot of water or you work out or you write down your goals and then you don't do that again until a month later. Let's start to make these a habit. Let's let's start to make this a part of your daily routine. Maybe you need to start small. Maybe you need to gradually build up. Or maybe you need to gradually cut something out. But let's start to try to make this a habit. Let's try to start to make this a routine. And then the intention behind this and the reason why I ran the challenge was to be our best selves and to be our best selves every day and to have it come naturally to us now. We have these little things that we can do throughout our day, these different healthy habits that we can do throughout our day that are making us our best selves. And instead of having one day a month where we really try and we really try to focus on ourselves, we've now been able to take these little habits and try doing them for 30 days and then make them our routine, make them part of our every day. So one thing that I already mentioned that I... Honestly, really do think is so important is to write things down. Write down your goals. Perhaps have a planner. There's so many different planners that you can get. I have a planner, I've I have two planners in front of me. I'll I'll be serious with you. I have one from Plum Paper in front of me, and I have one from Erin Condren in front of me. There are so many places to get planners that work best for you. There are so many different layouts and tabs and stickers. And I, I mean, there's so many out there, but you also don't need a fancy planner or an expensive planner, even if you just have a notebook, something where you can write down goals and your to-do lists and your ideas. That's all you need to get started. But I will say that when I got a planner and I became really focused on my calendar, on writing things down, on really being able to look at, to take a moment to look at this planner and to see all the different goals and ideas that I had written down, that really made a change for me. That really made a difference. I'm a big fan of writing things down. Not just keeping them in your mind, not scribbling them on a post it note that maybe you're going to leave in your desk, not typing it into your phone even, and maybe you'll accidentally delete it, or maybe one of your kids will grab your phone playing for fun and accidentally delete the note that you wrote to yourself, but actually have a place where you can write these things down and you know that you can go to that place, that notebook, that planner, whatever it may be, and you can see your list, you can see your goals. I think that's really important. So I, I highly recommend that. I also really got into the habit of my to-do list. So at the beginning of the month, that is when I write down, you know, some of my bigger goals. What, what is it that I want to accomplish that month that, you know, I can't do in a day, but I would like to get done or I would like to see progress that month. I write them down at the beginning of the month and then I think about those different goals and I write down what is it that I need to get there. You know, I I just published my eighth novel in November, so that means I'm on to writing a next book. I am not someone who can typically write a book in a month. Uh, The fastest I've ever written a book is six weeks. Um... But I I typically can't write that fast. But what do I do to write a book? You know, first I want to outline the book and then maybe I'll give myself word goals from there and then we just kind of continue. But I write down some of those bigger goals and then I write down how it is that I need to achieve them. And then I take little bite-sized chunks and I put them into my daily to-do list. That helps give me a clear path for my day. Again, I work from home and I work for myself and I still am someone who really needs the structure though. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not really quite sure what I'm doing. So I really rely on my to-do list to help me not only keep me on track, but to also help remember because a lot of us are so busy. (laughs) A lot of us are running households and we're running careers. We have other people depending on us. And sometimes I can truly think, you know, I mean, I feel like you guys have probably done this too, right? You get up from your office because you have something in mind that you need to do or something that you need to get from the basement or the other room and you walk out of your office, but your mind is so full of everything else that you need to do and what you're going to make for dinner tonight and who has an appointment tomorrow that you need to take them to that you walk out of your office and you stand there and you think, wait, what was I just going to do? I do that all of the time. So one of the reasons and one of the ways that I really got into my daily to-do list is so I don't forget the little things because the little things add up. I think it's such an awful feeling when I lay in bed at night and I start to remember all of the things that I didn't do, all of the things that I didn't remember to do because I didn't put them on my to-do list because I didn't write them down. So in the morning when I'm working on my to-do list, yeah, I'm looking at my calendar, I'm looking at my bigger goals, I'm looking at how I make them into the smaller goals, and then I'm writing down, you know, what is it that I have to do for work? Do I need to film that day? Do I have a daily word count that day that I'm trying to hit? Does my dog have an appointment? Do I need to go to the grocery store? I have all of that written down, and throughout the day, if something comes up and I'm like, oh, shoot, I need to do that, I put it on my to-do list. Maybe it's something that doesn't need to get done that day, but I at least write it down so when I'm going over and I'm looking at my next day, I can either carry that one over or maybe it's something I thought of and it's, okay, that has to get done by next week. I'll put it on my larger to-do list and make a note of it to say, you know, put this on to-do list for next Monday because I don't want to forget I'm going to talk about sleep a little bit later, but I've always really struggled with sleep, with falling asleep, with staying asleep. And one of the reasons that I figured out why sometimes I was having such a hard time falling asleep at night is because I would sit and I would remember the things that I forgot to do. The things that completely slipped my mind. The time that I walked out of my office and couldn't remember what it was that I was trying to get. The time that I grabbed my phone off the charger and then sat and stared at it because I couldn't remember, was I going to call someone, text someone? Look something up, I can't remember. That was really actually affecting my sleep, and sleep is so important. So, writing things down, I definitely think, is so key. And then, also, again, writing down your goals and then the smaller goals to help you reach those bigger goals. It's just so great to be able to see that in writing, kind of gives you that little kick, that little extra bit of motivation because you actually wrote it down. You put it out there. You put it out in the universe that this is something that you want to do. You wrote it down. Those words are now staring at you. Gives you a little extra bit of encouragement to get it done. Another thing that I have worked on changing, and this was a tough one for me, was to take time for myself. This was one of the hardest habits for me to get into. An entrepreneur, I'm a businesswoman. I wear a lot of different hats and I'm very busy from the moment I wake up to the moment I lay in bed. I am busy. I am constantly doing things. I'm looking at my phone a lot. I'm looking at my computer a lot. I am go, go, go. I'm multitasking. I always have right now. I I can't count them all at this moment, but I think I have nine different browser windows open up on my laptop. As I'm sitting here recording a podcast, my phone is next to me so I can catch the alerts. I have a really hard time taking a moment for myself because even different things that I love and different hobbies that I have, I've turned a lot of those passions into paychecks. I've always found a really hard time of just taking time for myself. And I was listening to a podcast that I love and that I make reference to quite a bit. It's the Rise podcast from Rachel Hollis. If you haven't listened to it or you haven't heard of Rachel Hollis for some reason, I feel like you probably should. But she was talking in a podcast once about how she gets up early in the morning and that is her me time. And that's the time before maybe even her husband's awake, but before her kids are awake and before she goes into her office and before she starts to email other people, that's her time for herself. And when I was listening to that, I thought, I want time for myself. And I really tried to get into a habit of waking up a little bit earlier and a little bit earlier. And at first I kind of struggled because I was waking up earlier But I didn't feel like I was doing anything because I was, again, trying to take time for myself. And so I wasn't going into the office, which, you know, so much of my life revolves around my career. So not going into the office, not checking emails, not checking my social media I just thought, what am I doing? (laughs) Like I should be doing something. Because again, I like to multitask. I always like to be doing something. It was really, really hard for me those mornings to be like, what am I supposed to be doing? And it took some time. It took some time for me to fall into this routine of having time for myself. But I'm really glad that I stuck with it because those mornings that I wake up early And, you know, even sometimes my husband is still in bed and maybe my, our dog is still sleeping with him too. And if you just heard her, that's my dog snoring on me because she's sitting on my chair with me. But I do take that time for myself. One thing that I really enjoy doing in the morning is to go over my planner and to write out my to-do list, which to me sometimes I felt like that maybe was cheating because I thought, is this for me? Is this for work? What is this for? But I feel like that time in the morning when I'm having my me time, that's the time where I am best able to think about my goals for the day, think about my to-do list for the day. And it's kind of like once I hit my office and I start working, That's when my brain starts to go in all these different directions and I feel like it can get a little bit hard for me to focus on something. So in the morning and when I'm having time for myself, that's when I like to put my day together. That's when I have a really clear view of what I want to get done and how I, I can decide on the different goals for myself. I also like to listen to... podcast in the morning. I usually listen to uh, the Aries Today podcast because I'm an Aries. It's usually like a three-minute podcast. (laughs) I think working out is very important and a lot of times I take the morning to work out or at least do my yoga routine. I love yoga. I've been practicing yoga for several years now and Doing it in the morning before I've kind of invited different stress into my day is a really great time for me to practice, for me to kind of set my intentions for the day, for me to be able to stretch my body, um, to breathe a little bit more, to kind of calm my mind before I get into a busy workday. I really look forward to my mornings and I've been doing a better job at consistently waking up early and consistently having that time for me in the morning. And even over the past couple weeks here, a couple months, my husband's been making comments like, wow, well, you sure are getting up early or, you know, you just, you just seem different in the mornings now because I used to still be asleep when he would leave for work. And now I'm up before him and have my workout in and already have, you know, one glass of water down before he's even getting out of the shower. And he's made some comments to me about the change that he can see. And it's because I'm taking that time for myself in the morning. I'm also taking time to really set my intention for the day and to get motivated, get energized, I'm not now walking into my workday kind of sluggish and slow and ugh and frazzled. I don't know what I'm going to do today. What does my schedule look like? I don't know. I'm, I'm walking into my day with enthusiasm and with motivation. That's been a huge change for me, and I'm so happy that I was able to stick with it, to stick with that little habit of let's wake up early one day this week. Okay, let's wake up early two days next week. Okay, let's try three days the next week. It took me a while. It took me several months to get into that routine, but I did it and now it's a habit of mine. It's a part of my daily routine and I'm so happy about that. Another thing that I've thought was really important, this is the third item that I wrote on my list and it kind of goes along with making our plans, having our to-do list, taking time you know, for ourselves in the morning and really setting our intentions for the day. Something that I think is really important that I put on my to-do list in the beginning is something that is small, something that is manageable and something that I know that I can get done right away. Those are usually whatever it is that i have that day that's what i want to put at the top of my to-do list so i can easily accomplish it and quickly accomplish it because i'm someone who i do love my lists even before i really got into my planners and making my lists i still would make little to-do lists throughout the day and and have my calendars and i'm that person that loves checking things off when i do them so if i put something You know, again, not even even to use the word small, but the word manageable, something that I know that I can get done right away so I can check that off so I can feel accomplished. That's another way for me to set my intention throughout the day. Look, look what I did. I had this goal and I did it before 8.30 in the morning. See all these other goals I have on my list? I can do those. That's the intention that I try to bring every day to myself. So sometimes maybe it is a small thing that I put first on my to-do list. Sometimes maybe it's a little bit of a bigger goal, but I know that I can accomplish it right away in the morning. I'm going to put that at the top of my to-do list and I'm going to cross it off with enthusiasm once I finish it. And it's really going to help, again, set my intention for the day of getting things done, of getting things accomplished. And that's going to help me feel very proud and very happy for myself when I can see that I'm just consistently crossing things off my to-do list throughout the day. I'm staying on track. I'm staying motivated. It really, really helps me. So I definitely wanted to mention that one too. Another item I wrote on my list that I've kind of touched on already is working out. I do think working out is important. I do think getting your body moving is important, whether it be doing some stretches in the morning, maybe going for a walk, following a video. You know, there's a lot of really great content on YouTube. There's apps that you can use and a free app that I've been using recently is called Fit On. I've been using that for different workouts. Um, There's some really, again, just really great channels on YouTube that has yoga for beginners or Pilates. There's just so many different workouts that you can find. And I do think working out is important, getting your body moving, maybe working up a sweat. It's important for our health. And I think again taking a little bit of time every day for yourself and to do something good for you and your body it helps have it helps make that adjustment it helps make that adjustment into wanting to be our best selves wanting to take care of ourselves wanting to treat our body well it goes back to having these healthy habits every single day and getting into that routine and doing something good for ourselves I think working out is so important. There's so many different ways that you can do it um, from, you know, participating in sports to deciding that you want to do a yoga routine to walking with your kids or walking with your dog. There's so many different ways that we can get our heart rate up, that we can get our sweat on, that we can get our body moving. And I think it's so important. Something else that I've tried really hard to incorporate and this was something that again, it took me a little bit to get on this, but drinking water is really important. (laughs) I am someone who believes that and when I am doing a good job of having a good intake of water throughout the day, I can see the differences in my body, I can see the differences in my energy But one thing too about water is I feel like when I, when, not that I feel like, I know that when I'm doing a good job of drinking a lot of water throughout the day, it's actually helping me cut out other unhealthy habits. You know, there'd be times, you know, especially throughout the day and working from home and the kitchen is just a few steps away from me, I would snack so often. And sometimes it wasn't even a snack. It was like, another full meal I was having. And I was like, well, the kitchen is just right here and I'll just make this for me quick. And it's not a big deal. A lot of times it wasn't even that I was hungry. It's that I was thirsty. I just needed a glass of water, maybe two. But I can definitely see that I've been able to cut out some unhealthy habits like continually snacking or choosing unhealthy options from my pantry or the kitchen maybe cutting out a a coffee because I am determined to drink a certain amount of water before I have my first coffee. And by the time I get the water down, I don't really feel like I need a coffee anymore. I'm feeling more energized. I've kind of gotten into my groove in the office. I don't want to leave and go get a coffee or even just make one with the coffee maker in the kitchen. Like I can keep going. Even at night, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I really want another glass of wine, but I you know, I haven't hit my water goal for the day. So I'm going to have water. I'll drink this glass of water and then I'll have my glass of wine. And by the time I drink my glass of water, again, I don't feel like I need that glass of wine. Or maybe it's late at night now and I just want to go to bed. Water is so important. I mean, I don't know if I can ever listen to anything that's talking about healthy habits and how to take care of our bodies and, and all of that without hearing something about water coming up. So I knew that I had to mention it also. But again, I wanted to mention the little things that I've noticed that I've been able to cut out when I focus on drinking water. One thing that I do when I'm having time for myself in the morning is I fill up my water bottle. And I make sure I have that first bottle of water down before I end my me time, before I go into my office and start my work day. I want at least my one glass of water. I, I, I just have like little water bottles throughout my house, but I make sure I have one of those down. And again, it just kind of helps get me in that mood for the day because instead of having a coffee or having to, to even drive somewhere and choosing to do something healthier for me, choosing to do something that, you know, is, is free in my house, It just helps set the intentions for the day. So I really wanted to recommend that. I try to drink at least half of my body weight in water. Again, that's something I got from Rachel Hollis and kind of like a challenge that she was running too, to drink half of my body weight, if not more in water. It does make you have to pee a lot, but that is also a good thing. And I try to cut it off At a certain point, for me, it's usually 7 p.m. I try to make sure I have all of my ounces down by at least 7, so that way I'm not like chugging water too early before bed, and that has really helped me not have to wake up four times in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom because I used to be that way, and it was something that really turned me off from... Drinking so much water because it was interrupting my sleep So I had to figure out how can I still drink this water but not wake up so much throughout the night And the answers were to wake up earlier To start drinking water earlier, but then also to have a cutoff timer, you know Sure, like if I have a half a glass or even a glass of water between seven and nine That's not a huge deal But i'm not trying to chug ounces of water in the time before I go to sleep And that's really helped me. So the sixth thing that I have on my list is waking up early, which I've been talking about throughout this podcast episode also. I think sleep is really important. A lot of people think sleep is really important. Again, when you're looking up healthy habits or hearing how to take care of yourself, sleep is usually always going to make that list. Sleep is very important. I think it's so important that I'm going to have a whole podcast episode about how I was able to change my sleeping habits. I kind of mentioned it already with the to-do list and it not keeping me up at night. With uh, you know cutting off when I drink my water, so I'm not waking up to go to the bathroom at night. But I'm gonna have a whole podcast episode about sleep because that's how important I think it is. But I do also think waking up and getting a jump start on your day is very important. Now, this one can be a little bit tricky because we all have different lives and we all have different schedules. You know, if you are someone with a newborn, you're just probably going to be wanting to sleep anytime that you can sleep right now. Maybe you have a job where you work a different shift and your hours are completely different from someone who works something more traditional. That I understand. And even when it comes to working out, I didn't mention this in that section, but maybe you do a job that is very physical. I know that's what my husband does. He does physical labor the majority of his workday. So there was times where after he got a new job that I'd be like, well, come on, like let's work out or let's go to the gym together or do that. And he's like I have been pretty much lifting weights the entire day and and squatting and standing and lifting. Like that's what he's doing all day. So again, we're all different and we all have different lifestyles. These are just my ideas and my tips for what I have done to make healthier habits into my life. So of course, make sure to keep that in mind too. But like I mentioned, I kind of had a harder time with Waking up earlier. It took me a lot of weeks of only having one or two days that I woke up early before I was able to get it to five days a week and also really have that carry over to the weekends too when, you know, again, I work in social media so I don't really have days off. But a lot of times I try to treat my weekends like I would when I was working a traditional job and, you know, oh, I have Saturday off or, oh, I have Sunday off. But I still am trying to wake up early on those days and, again, have a habit, have it be a routine, not sleeping until noon on Saturday because that's going to throw everything off. Then that's going to throw my regular week off. But it took me a while. It took me some time. And that's why I really want to do that, the whole episode about sleep and changing my schedules and and how it really helped me. But I actually really enjoy waking up early now. Like I said, I look forward to having my me time. I look forward to when the house is quiet and maybe it's still dark outside. Because what I see when I'm able to wake up early is I see that full day ahead of me. And it gives me so much inspiration. And I'm already feeling motivated. That's what I think is so cool. When I let myself sleep in, I would feel behind. You know, I would wake up and I'd go in the bathroom and I would do my skincare and I'd head into the office, but I would already feel behind. I would already feel rushed. But when I wake up early, and I have time, I've already taken the time out of the day for myself. I've already planned my day, I've already worked out, I've already started drinking my water, I've already self-motivated myself and set my intentions for the day, I'm walking into my office like I am ready to take on this day, I am ready. Instead of sleeping an extra hour or an extra two hours and waking up and feeling frazzled and oh my gosh, what time is it, how many emails have I missed? What phone calls do I have to make today? What have I missed on Twitter? I actually really enjoy waking up early now, and I'm really happy that I stuck with trying to make that a habit. So stay tuned for the the podcast on sleep. I'll go into it a lot more, but definitely wanted to mention that one because it's had such a change. Like, I've really been able to see such a change in my everyday since doing that. But again, just wanted to point out that I know that we're all different and I know that our schedules are different and our lifestyles are different. So, wanted to make sure I noted that. And then the seventh and the last last item that I had on my list was to take time off. Again, this kind of goes back to me saying how much I struggled to take me time every day. Taking time off is kind of foreign to me. Again, because I work in social media and I have for going on 11 years It's hard to feel like you can really take time off. On my wedding day, as I was sitting in the chair getting my hair done, I was responding to emails on my phone. Every single vacation I've taken, I've made sure that I'm still posting YouTube videos on my regular schedule, still trying to keep up with my tweets, still just trying to keep up with my social media world, definitely still keeping up with emails. Taking time off to just kind of hit that reset button I think is so important. I try to do a lot better at taking time for myself, whether it be getting a massage. I've been trying to get a massage every month because getting something like a massage, uh, not only is it good for your body, but it's also an hour or whatever it may be that forces me to disconnect I can't be on my phone. Like when I get my nails done or a pedicure, I can still be on my phone or reading or doing something. A massage, I really have to disconnect and just relax. And again, our ideas and our preferences for self-care are going to be very different. Again, like I mentioned, maybe it'll be a massage or a pedicure. Maybe it'll be sitting and reading a book or just listening to a podcast. Maybe there's a favorite TV show you have and you just want to sit there for 30 minutes and just enjoy a show without feeling you know all these different things that you need to do are feeling this pull to, towards your phone. I've been able to like since I really started to try to do this. I've actually been getting comments in my YouTube videos from from people saying that I seem lighter or happier because I think it was really noticeable, especially when when filming as many days as I do for YouTube. People are smart and people can see when others are struggling and my viewers could see when I was so stressed because I'm trying to hurry and rush and make this video because I have another video I have to film after it and then I have to edit and then I have to get to my word count and then I have to catch up on my emails and then I have two phone calls scheduled. People could see that. When I finally said, you know what, I can work smarter and not harder And I can take time for self-care, and that's not a bad thing, especially, again, being self-employed and being in the creative field. It can feel really hard to take time off, but it's so important. It's important for our mental health. It's important for our bodies. It's important for our energy. It's important for our self-motivation to give ourselves that time off, to take care of ourselves, to take care of our bodies, to take care of our minds you need that time. You need that time off. You need that time for your self-care. And this was something, honestly, it's something that I still kind of struggle with. It's what I'm putting as the last thing because I still can kind of fall into that trap of like, no, 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 go, go, go. 100% every single day. You need to go. You need to be multitasking and doing all these different things. I still fall into that mindset so I put it on my on my to-do list. I tried to schedule out appointments to either get a massage or a pedicure, whatever it may be, but take that time to reset, take that time to focus on myself because it's really going to show. It's going to be able to show for the people around you. It might be able to show for your coworkers. If you're a YouTuber, you're in the social media space, the people that follow you, they will also be able to tell. They will be able to see it. So take care of yourself, take a day off, take a mental health day, take care of yourself. It's truly one of the most important healthy habits that I can mention in this podcast. Don't forget to take care of yourself. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for the meat of this first podcast. And I also wanted to do my four segments. So that's what we're going to jump into now. And uh, like I mentioned, I have four segments that I'm introducing into the podcast. There's going to be two in each week moving forward. Just in the first podcast, I thought I would do all four give you an idea of what they're going to be, how they're going to roll. And then in the intro of each podcast every week, I'll announce which two segments we're going to be doing that week. But I'm really excited, so let's kick it off with one thing that I'm really excited to bring into the podcast, and that is the word of the week. So each week, I'm going to have a word of the week. I would love if you would remember this throughout your week until we meet next Thursday or whenever it is that you listen to the next Start Inspired podcast, but really think about this word. Really think of how you can incorporate it into your daily life. Uh, I would love that. I would love if you guys would message me or tweet me or DM me on Instagram or whatever it is to let me know if you are, you know, trying to go after this word of the week. I would absolutely love to hear your stories and your feedback. But for the first word, I wanted to kick it off with brave. Brave. So looking at Merriam-Webster's definition of brave Is having or showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty, having or showing courage. So, when I was thinking about the different words of the week that I wanted for the podcast, I kept coming back to the word brave. It can be so hard to be brave, it can be so scary to be brave. Just like what the definition says having or showing courage, oh, it can just be so tough. But I really wanted you to think, what can you do this week that you would consider to be brave? Do you need to have a brave conversation, maybe with someone else, maybe with yourself? Is there an act that you've wanted to do that you would consider to be brave? Can you make that happen this week? if you're listening to this and you're able to write down something at the moment so like if you're driving like please don't write this down but maybe make a mental note to write this down when you can but I really would love for you to write down the word brave put it in your to-do list for the week what is it that you can do that is brave Again, I'd really love to know, I would love if you would send me in your feedback or what it is that you are wanting to do, what it is that you are are, are needing the courage to do to to do something brave this week. I would love to know if you guys would like me to ever to maybe incorporate in the podcast of reading some of the messages that come in with the word of the week and having others share their inspiring stories with us, please do let me know. That could definitely be something that we could do going forward. But that's the word of the week. That's what I want you to focus on is brave. Like I mentioned, I'm also an author and a book blogger. My blog is Chicklet Plus. I'll have that linked in my show notes. But I thought it would be fun to also have a book of the week. So this week, what I wanted to share with you is actually the book that I'm currently reading. It's called Reputation by Sarah Shepard. She's also the author of Pretty Little Liars. This book is getting trickier and trickier. So kind of the, the, the preface and the synopsis of this book is in this perfectly paced new novel from Sarah Shepard, the number one New York times bestselling author of pretty little liars, the women of a tight knit college town learn through gossip, scandal, betrayal, and even murder who their neighbors and husbands really are. I, my Kindle says I'm 65% of the way through the book at the time that I am recording this. And I had to like pull myself away from my Kindle in order to start recording these segments because I was like, wait a second, (laughs) what's going on? Uh, The synopsis also says that it's full of twists, turns, and shocking reveals. And that is so very true. Like the synopsis said, we have a murder in the book. So we know that going into it and it happens pretty quickly throughout the book. And there are so many different suspects. There's so many different points of views that we're getting. Everyone seems to be guilty of something in this book. And we're trying to figure out what everyone is guilty of. And of course, who is the murderer in this book, It is very interesting. I'm very intrigued by it so far. I haven't, again, I haven't finished it yet. So who knows? Maybe the ending will make me like really unhappy. But so far I've been very pulled into the story and I'm very curious to see how it's going to end. So that is the book of the week. That is what I'm reading this week is Reputation by Sarah Shepard. I will also link it in the show notes. And then I wanted to incorporate a segment called The Beauty Word. So I am March Beauty Word on Instagram. Uh, March is my last name. And then I chose Beauty Word because I focus on beauty and being a blogger and a YouTuber. And then Word, W-O-R-D, as a nod to being an author and to being a book blogger. So I thought it would be fun to have the beauty word in here to kind of give a nod to my Instagram, which is mostly beauty focused, um, but to also give you a beauty recommendation. So the makeup product that I have been really enjoying is from ColourPop, which is an affordable brand, but they recently came out with their Pretty Fresh Hyaluronic Creamy Concealers. And when I first tried this product, I was like, oh, might be okay. But I have to say, I've been having a really hard time putting down these concealers at the moment. It is a really nice, full coverage concealer. I can use it to like in place of foundation some days I will just use it a little bit on my under eyes and blend it out Then I'll put some if I have blemishes or redness that I'm trying to cover and it really covers everything and especially when I'm using it in place of foundation my skin just looks you know of course a little bit more natural without having a ton of makeup on but I really am enjoying the way that it looks on my skin and I have Two shades sitting on my desk right now, and I just keep reaching for these. So, I've been really impressed with the ColourPop Pretty Fresh concealers. One of my favorite concealers is actually from Two Faces, the Born This Way concealer. A lot of times I use that in place of foundation also, but I've been finding myself reaching for the ColourPop more and more, and the ColourPop is quite a bit more affordable than the Too Faced, so I thought that could be my recommendation for the beauty word for this week. And then the other segment that I want to get to, again, typically these are going to be two segments a week and um, I might focus on them a little bit more too, but because we have a jam-packed first episode coming back for the season two of Start Inspired, but I also wanted to do a Sam Squad q and I was asking on my Instagram for different uh, names that you would want for this segment and Sam Squad kept coming up. Amazing supporters around me, my Sam Squad for quite some time now. Um, A lot of times we use the hashtag Sam Squad in social media or in in YouTube videos and the comments and all of that. And I just... I love it. So when I kept seeing Sam Squad get mentioned, I just thought that was so much fun. But every week I'll ask on one of my platforms for some questions and then I will take, you know, kind of as many as I can. Um, I'm going to take a few for this week. And uh, yeah, so uh, that is going to be what we're doing for the Sam Squad Q&A. And one question that I saw come in that I thought was really good was, If you can't afford a dermatologist, how do you tell what your skin type is? And I think that's a great question because uh, unless I was having an actual like really big skin issue, I wasn't going to the dermatologist because I couldn't afford it. So there was a lot of times where I didn't know what my skin type was. And actually when I started YouTube, I really had no idea and I was just kind of guessing and what it took for me to realize what my skin type was, was to really research it, to look at what it means to have different types of skin and not only skin type, but different skin conditions that are out there. I used to have really dry skin and through it was about halfway through 2019, I noticed my skin changing. And... I thought that I was moving to more oily skin because after a few hours, you know, I could I could see the oil on my face. I could see I had a shiny T-zone. I thought, oh my gosh, I have oily skin. But then I would still have dry skin like around my eyebrows or my hairline or sometimes my chin. And I thought, okay, is this what, is this what combo skin means? And truly, I mean, just a few months ago, I was Googling around and just kind of typing in. What I was noticing from my skin and really researching and finding different articles and websites that actually talked about the skin condition uh, of when your skin is dehydrated. I didn't even know what dehydrated skin meant. And once I was able to find these articles, I was like, this truly sounds exactly like what my skin issue is right now and I was able to see what it is that I can do for dehydrated skin to try to help it because with dehydrated skin was coming a lot of breakouts so uh, that's how I have been able to find it because again I you know I I'm not going to a dermatologist either I'm just trying to figure it out for myself and I think that there's a lot of really good resources online there's a lot of really great um like skincare doctors even on YouTube that ha- have a lot of really good videos and you can definitely get words of wisdom or you know, something that they say might click for you and be like, okay, wait, I've gone through that too or I have that issue too. They have really, really good content on YouTube that you can check out to help you figure out what it is that your skin type is because it can be very confusing. And again, you can have a specific skin type, but then you can have a skin um, a skin condition, And that can make it a whole big thing. So we definitely have a lot of resources that we can utilize uh, thanks to the internet and thanks to a platform like YouTube. So that's, you know, that's how I have been able to help me figure out what my skin type is. Okay, I'm going to do one more question too and then we will wrap up the, the podcast. But again, there might be some other times where maybe the, you know, the meat of the podcast is a little bit smaller, so I might be able to do more questions or get into it a little bit more in in segments. But uh, I thought that this was a good question, and it is, do you have a big audacious dream, and what is it? And then a parentheses says, a Rachel Hollis-inspired question. And I thought that was just so cool. So I feel like I do have a lot of big audacious dreams, and one of my biggest dreams, one of my biggest goals is to be able how to figure out how to help more people. One of my big goals is to one day start a scholarship fund. This has been something that I've wanted to do for so many years. I've talked about it a few times on YouTube, and it's something that I would love to do to be able to help girls like me that maybe didn't have the most privilege or the most opportunities when growing up and that we've worked really hard for everything that we have. And, you know, I'm 32 and I'm still paying off my student loans and I'm not sure when I'll ever be done paying off my student loans, but I really wanted to go to college. And that meant putting myself through college. And, you know, I would love to not have student loan debt. It would be, it, you know, it would make a big difference in my life if I didn't. And I would love to be able to help another girl go to college. And when she graduates and is ready to go on to the real world, to not be going into the real world thousands of dollars into debt, <laughs> that is so hard. Sometimes the, the education system is still really baffling to me. I was someone who didn't really understand what it meant to have a student loan, and again, how much of a debt I was going to be in once I finally graduated. I was so proud of myself through putting, you know, putting myself through college. And I, I struggled. There was times in college that I couldn't even afford to buy books, and I was just trying to do my best to get a get by with classes and borrowing from friends. But then when the student loan bills start coming, it's it was very scary for a long time, and. Uh yeah, I would love to be able to maybe one day have a scholarship fund or be able to help with student loans or be able to help put others through college. Uh that would that would definitely mean a lot to me, but you know, one of my big audacious dreams is to reach more people. I've wanted a platform for so many years. I have an episode from the first season titled How I Found My Why. And I have known from being a little girl and going through some of the situations that I did in life that I wanted a platform one day. I wanted a platform to do good. I want a platform to bring people together, to inspire people, to motivate people. And that's why I love that I'm able to do this podcast. I'm so I'm I'm so excited for the second season. There's so many things I want to talk about. There's so many guests that I want to have on here that I hope help get you inspired as well, and I'm just really looking forward to it. So, that's one of my big audacious goals that I have, it's something that I am going to continue to work towards, and I I I hope one day to be able to put some of these plans together and I'm going to get there one day at a time, one goal at a time, one to-do list at a time. But uh, yes, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Start Inspired. I know we have a bit of a longer episode. I'm probably planning to have you know, the episodes in season two be a little bit longer and include some of the different segments and all of that, but I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope that you enjoyed this one. Please do let me know your feedback. Again, all my social handles will be linked down below. I'd love to know what you took away from the healthy habits that I was talking about from my word of the week, even the book of the week, my beauty recommendation And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. New episodes of Start Inspired do go live every Thursday morning. So you will find me back here on Thursday. If you guys would like to take a moment to rate or review the podcast, that always means so much to me. It was so cool to see a bunch of five-star reviews come in uh, for season one. And that meant so much. So thank you again so much for listening. I will see you guys next week.